0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. USDA only increased this year's soybean ending stocks by 5 million bushel to a very tight 215 million bushel carryover. That's a rounding error. U.S. crushers have to stretch their supply until next harvest, and the U.S. crop is not made until August. The biggest surprise in last Friday's report to me was that USDA left Argentine corn and soybean production estimates the same at 37 and 27 million metric tons, respectively. We are near the lowest Argentine trade estimates of 32 million for corn and 21.5 million for soybeans. The USDA-Argentine soybean production estimate was best described as ridiculous. USDA boosted their Brazilian corn estimate 5 million metric ton to 130, and the Brazilian soybean estimate from 154 to 156 million metric tons. Argentine production losses should have offset Brazilian gains. I guess that I'm at odds with the market prospects for August soybeans, having bought back up to 50% of 2022 production. I do not see where they get any more soybeans here in the United States before next harvest. With the soybean harvest in Brazil now over and much of that crop translocating to Argentina, their basis will recover. U.S. crush margins are very good and plants are setting monthly records for soybeans crushed. The August contract should be old crop, expiring before new supply fills market channels. The market structure says to sell cash soybeans, which we have done, and own futures if you think selling has been overdone. USDA estimated the 2324 corn carryover at 2.22 billion bushel. It'll be mostly a function of acres in yield with lower prices buying back some demand that was lost. RJO estimates the 2324 corn carryover at 2.018 billion bushel. No shortage. USDA estimates the 2023 soybean carryover would grow to 335 million bushel. Often the initial soybean carryover estimate is the highest seen. R.J.L. looks for a 264 million bushel 23-24 soybean carryover. It was brought to my attention that many who read our grain comments do not read our livestock comments. When I was told of a hog herd liquidation currently going on, my first reaction was, that is bearish to December corn. The poultry industry has not been making any money given losses posted by integrators such as Tyson and JBS. The drought has liquidated the cattle herd and integrated packer margins are still $30 ahead in the red. They can give hog producers most of the corn and still not make any money. Smithfield is doing a significant liquidation of its Missouri operations, holding something like 3% of production. Yet USDA increased its feed use estimate from 5.275 billion this year to 5.65 billion bushels next year, which surprised me a bit. We should feed more $5 corn and $7 corn, so I guess that is that. Yet it will take a while to re-stimulate feed demand, given still poor livestock margins. On the hogs. The wholesale pork to retail price spread is tracked significantly above last year in the five-year average. In other words, retail pork is ridiculously priced above retail. It is a similar story for the live hog to pork cutout price spreads. Wholesale pork is high relative to retail pork, and hogs are even cheaper. In this case, both packers and producers are not making money while pork retailers claim the high hog. Slow exports were part of the reason, but have recently improved. Wholesale bellies at 80 cents a pound should be able to be processed at a margin like mining for gold. It is my belief that there are some distinct regional differences in the pricing of pork. Grills should fire up soon this spring and pork is competitive. BLT season is still a few months away, but every day should be BLT season if they price bacon relative to bellies. The Prop 12 Supreme Court ruling was very harmful to the pork industry. I've been touting how cheap that pork is here in Iowa. Iowa chops at $1.69 a pound. Those chops are priced four times that in California. No wonder demand has been so weak. A lot of that is due to Prop 12, with some in the pork supply chain cutting out the link for California. Florida Governor DeSantis noted they had never seen such good-looking chops on the grill as he was flipping them on the campaign trail, but I'm not sure that he ate one demand issue there. The Lean Hog Cash Index is still well under Summer Lean Hog Futures. If there is some integrator liquidation, that would weigh on the front end supply while benefiting fourth quarter hog supplies. I would hope that retail pork prices could correct themselves over that time, which would stimulate demand over the next few months and get margin spreads back into line. I like December Lean Hogs on breaks. Future trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial. Each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. as performance is not indicative of future results.